Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. A school is disbanding its DEI board. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, share it with a friend. You can also email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We're getting through the news of the cray here together. Joining me now is Billy Hallowell, Trey's on assignment. And Billy, what's going on? Happy Friday, Junior. Happy Friday, Junior. Lots to talk <laughs> about today. Oh, yeah. As always, never a shortage. But uh, we have more on this story we mentioned yesterday on the podcast with um, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Obviously, I mean, who's excited? It's Pride Month. Sarcasm, it's a sarcasm alert. We're, we're the pandering Olympics <laughs> has begun. But um, there was a huge controversy uh, in the, with the Dodgers, and um, that's expanded. It has. There are at least three players now who have openly spoken up, two of them with the Dodgers, about how upset they are over this whole honoring of the Sisters of Perpetual yeah. Indulgence controversial drag group. So we'll, we'll get into that. All right. Looking forward to the details there. Also looking in on the main thing to Iran nearing a red line with a new missile. They build a nuclear bunker in a dangerous new escalation. Caitlin Burke has more on that. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. The University of North Carolina Medical School disbanded its diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's DEI. Their task force, it didn't implement any of its recommendations and they said it plans to disband the whole thing. And this comes after they banned all their recommendations just a few months ago, including integrating social justice into the school's curriculum. This is one of the first times we've seen a school reverse course on DEI. Only five of CUNY's 17 board members denounced this recent law school graduate and the commencement speech that some were calling a hate speech. Fatima Musa Muhammad's May 12th speech called for revolution to take on what she called the legal system's white supremacy. Mayor Adams did denounce the speech in which she also criticized the New York Police Department as fascist. She also ripped Israel and said they indiscriminately murdered Palestinians, sparking widespread condemnation and calls for the public university to be stripped of its taxpayer funds. And another big sign of spiritual revival in America just took place at a historic location in California. More than 4,000 people were baptized in Pirate's Cove on Pentecost Sunday to celebrate not only the gift of eternal life, but to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Jesus Movement. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNNews.com. Billy, I'm quite interested here in this DEI story. I, this is the first time that I can recall seeing a university or any company really at all or outfit reverse course on DEI. And essentially what happened here was they had other outside groups saying, hey, this has nothing to do with medicine. <laughs> These things that you're trying to implement here, all it does is take away from the merits of those who have studied this. And so uh, very interesting to see somebody reverse course. Yeah, it is. And I think what we have to remember is that 
you know, having good intentions is always a great thing, but, but what you do to try to solve a perceived issue often, if it's not implemented the right way, it can be a real problem. So it is interesting to watch them back away from it. I think there are going to be a lot of other people who, who do the same thing. They try to find other ways to maybe right wrongs or, or even the score that don't involve these, you know, systematic, you know, solutions that end up in some people's eyes creating new problems. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a layer of bureaucracy. And of course, a lot of people don't agree with the worldview being put forward by many of these DEI positions. You wonder, is this going to lead to more of these if one institution does this and they kind of because really, honestly, it takes courage these days to do something like this, because, you know, there's an organized group that is going to blast you publicly. They're going to criticize you. They're going to call you a racist organization and certainly a step that probably wasn't taken lightly, I think probably a step in the right direction and hopefully more go to it because uh, this seems to be a very divisive way to look at the world and seems to be just adding more division to us as a culture and a society. We'll see what happens uh, from here going forward, but we're going to move over to our focus story now. And here's another uh, group of people who are speaking out against, as we talked about, is Pride Month and not necessarily Pride Month itself, but this one specific group that the Los Angeles Dodgers decided to honor, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And people are speaking out against this and um, they're breaking their silence. So what's the story here? Yeah, you know, this is, for those who haven't been paying attention, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, this controversial drag group, they dress up as nuns, they use religious imagery in their satire. They've been around for decades, very controversial group, obviously, for what they're doing, integrating religion into their satire. Now, the Dodgers decided to honor them. They flip-flopped and apologized when a lot of Catholics were upset and others were upset about it. Then, they apologized again and flip-flopped and welcomed the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence back in. Now, that's the background. What we have seen, and usually to your point before there, you know, a lot of times people do not speak up because they're afraid, especially celebrities, people who have a lot to lose. You know, if they're not agreeing with something, they're quiet. But this has not been the case with this particular incident. You know, we mentioned that Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw, he was among those who actually did speak out on this. And what's so interesting about his response and we'll sort of start there. Um, He told the Los Angeles Times, so he did an interview on this, that he disagreed with the decision to honor the organization. And this was an honoring that is slated to happen June 16th during Pride Night. Um, The Dodgers have all these different theme nights. One of them is Pride Night. And they were going to honor this group. Again, they still plan to do that. But he said, look, I don't agree with this. He actually decided to expedite the bringing back of another event. Christian Faith Day. And so this is another themed event that the Dodgers will participate in. And what's so intriguing in this interview with the LA Times, he said, I think we were always going to do Christian Faith Day this year, but I think the timing of our announcement was sped up. Picking a day and doing those different things was part of it as well. Um, And he said, yes, it was in response to the highlighting of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. So his, his decision was to highlight, instead of ranting and raving or, or going after you know his own team or others, was to say, you know what, we're going to show people what we stand for. He said the best thing to do in response was instead of maybe making a statement, condemning or anything like that, would just be to instead try to show what we do support as opposed to what we don't. And then he made it clear, and that was Jesus, <laughs> that they wanted yeah. to support Jesus. And so you know, that, was, that was his, I think, really bold response, not only bringing back this Christian faith day, 
but going to the media to talk about it and, and the LA Times nonetheless. Yeah. And then other people have started to speak out as well uh, with, within baseball. Uh, so what's going on there? Well, so there's another Dodgers pitcher, Blake Train Training, Trinan. I'm probably butchering his last name. Um, he spoke out in a statement that, and, and it's interesting. It was it was put out on Twitter. He's not even on social media, um, but it was put out by Sean Foyt, the worship leader. And in his statement, this was a, a really strongly worded statement. He said, "I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and not a right. My convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. He then went on to say, inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to perform disenfranchised a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. Um, He also talked about in this statement, uh, really interesting, he's like, look, Bud Light and Target should show people that fans just want to show up and enjoy a brand or a sport. They don't want politics pushed on them. Um, He also delivered the gospel, said, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe the word of God is true. Um, And... He was, he was not the only one, okay? Washington Nationals pitcher Trevor Williams, he put out an even more, I would say it was almost scathing, um, you know, but appropriate message on his Twitter account uh, and really said he was deeply troubled by this and uh, went into very similar talking points, but he's actually a Catholic, so this was especially offensive, but he said something else that I thought was so interesting. He alleged that the honoring of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence actually violates the Dodgers discrimination policy. Um, He said that policy bans conduct or attire deemed to be prejudiced against a particular group. And so I thought that was an interesting point to highlight. Yeah, it it certainly is. And it just goes to show that a lot of these organizations are asleep at the wheel when it turns into a, a Christian organization that is the one that's in the crosshairs that don't seem to care about that all that much. Um, but what what do all these messages tell us about the state of these cultural debates that are going on? I think that, I mean, the state of the debate is is not a great one. One side is heard, the other is not. I mean, even yesterday, I was my my Amazon Alexa, the calendar was showing up, and I was trying to remove because my kids use it. You know, first day of LGBTQ Pride that uh, they automatically put in my calendar, yeah. and you can't take it out. You cannot delete it. There, I could not remove it from the calendar, and I thought it's just that's where we are right now. Um, you know, I think you have a situation where imagine if Christians and we shouldn't do this, this would be wrong, but if Christians showed up to a game mocking the LGBTQ community with satire, did all the same things the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence were doing about the LGBTQ community, that would never be tolerated. They would be hate mongers. And yet this is sort of happening on the other side through satire with these drag queens. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable to watch. Well, and it, and then it survived the complaint and removal process and to the point where they had to issue an apology to them, which was just absolutely insane, in my opinion, that, that it actually went down that way. So it's not even just that they let this happen. It's that it got called out. They said, yeah, you're right. It's a mistake. And then when they complained on the other side, they were like, oh, we're so sorry about that. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's really remarkable and you're right. It shows where we're at in these, in these debates and it's, it's not in a great spot. So what, what most surprised you about all these responses though? Yeah. Trevor Williams really surprised me, uh, because basically I thought he was very bold, you know, in mm-hmm. his, they all were, but in his statement, he said he encouraged the Dodgers to reconsider their association with the sisters of perpetual indulgence. But then he had a message for Dodgers fans. He said, I also encourage my fellow Catholics to reconsider their support of an organization that allows this type of mockery of its fans to occur. 
That is a bold statement. Of course, it's not his team, right. but he's you know he's putting that out there. That I it just shocked me, and I was pleasantly surprised that people were willing to go that far and put their faith first. Yeah, no, indeed, and it it is good to see. I mean, we saw similar stands taken, although not the same exact situation, but similar stands taken on Pride Night and the NHL, the National Hockey League. Because these things are getting forced down America's throat and everyone's just taking it and going along with it. And to give you an idea of what that would be like, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, they put Black Lives Matter on the NBA courts during um, one of the seasons. And, you know, you wouldn't put, uh, I mean, I would, but I'm talking culture at large. They wouldn't put anything pro-life on there. I mean, wouldn't that fit their quote unquote social justice, a group that's being impressed, the unborn that is just we're hey, we're allowed to kill these ones. That's totally fine. And they're the most defenseless among us in society. Yet it's just unthinkable as far as culture goes to possibly consider them in one of these nights. You know, but then yet you have these extreme ideologies are just completely allowed to run roughshod for a whole month over America, which again, coming off of it's it's really insulting coming off of Memorial Day. It truly is where you get a day to honor the soldiers who paid the ultimate price for this country. And then we get to watch a month of debauchery and sin. It's um, it's really it's really stunning and sad. And um, seeing pe- and people need to stand up and seeing people uh, like these high-profile athletes do that is, uh, I think, an encouragement to Christians. Yeah, I believe so, too. And, and I think it's a path forward. I, I think we're seeing there's a boldness and there's a balance in truth and love, and I think they all struck yeah. that balance and a boldness that really needs to happen. And so I think we're starting to watch that unfold. Sure, absolutely. All right. Appreciate you bringing that story, Billy. We're going to head over to the main thing now. And Iran is nearing a red line with a new missile and building a nuclear bunker in what is being called a dangerous new escalation. CBN's Caitlin Burke has the details on that, and Gordon Robertson has special comment on today's main thing. The Kaibar missile, named after an ancient Jewish fortress conquered by Muslims, is capable of reaching Israel. Iranian defense officials say it can penetrate enemy air defense systems and evade radar detection. To the West, it's considered a dangerous move that can't be ignored. Despite the restrictions on Iran's missile-related activities under UN Security Council Resolution 2231, Iran continues to seek a range of missile technologies from foreign suppliers and to conduct ballistic, ballistic missile tests in defiance of the resolution. Meanwhile, Israeli defense forces keep close watch on all areas of Iran's nuclear development. A top general recently stating that Israel could soon be left with no choice other than a preemptive attack. Iran knows it's playing with fire, and they are getting close to what um, both Israel and the United States are, are basically messaging is their red line of, of where they won't allow Iran's nuclear program to go any further. In what appears to be an effort to gain the upper hand against the West, Iran is reportedly building a nuclear facility deep underground. While it's unclear whether U.S. bombs could reach it, the Air Force recently posted a picture of this bomb designed for such a purpose, adding it's time to test its performance. Just how far each weapon goes and just how far into the mountain uh, Iran is digging uh, are going to be closely held secrets by both nations. 
Uh, they don't want to give the upper other country the upper hand and, and give them uh, the ability to know whether their strike could work or not. Gabriel Narona, former State Department special advisor for Iran, says although diplomacy is not completely off the table, at this point, it doesn't seem to be headed anywhere. He says to truly sway Tehran, the Biden administration must threaten consequences the Islamic regime won't risk. The United States now is starting to get more serious about those messages. And I think um, that picture of, of bunker buster bombs is part of that strategy. And you need, we need to see a lot more of that rhetoric and seriousness coming from uh, both the Biden administration as well as Congress. Narona says it would be a mistake to underestimate the regime. The country that chants death to Israel and, and death to the United States should be taken seriously. I think uh, one of the mistakes that we've made uh, throughout history is not believing dictators when they make a promise in public. According to the International Atomic Energy Agency, Iran is already enriching uranium to near weapons-grade levels. But the country has yet to announce that it's built a nuclear weapon. Caitlin Burke, CBN News, Washington. Uh, we need to have some lessons of history here. That uh, it's a big, pretty big one. When dictators make promises publicly, everybody else in the world should really pay attention and take them seriously. That this isn't just posturing. They actually intend to go through with it. So who's the great Satan? Well, you and I are. Everyone in America, we're considered the great Satan. Who's the little Satan? Israel. And this has been the rhetoric out of this government since the 1970s. And when are we going to wake up and pay attention to it? The Biden administration is essentially a redo of the Obama administration. And under Obama, you have to look at his Cairo speech. And he said in that, I come from generations of Muslims. He firmly believed that he could appeal to so-called moderate uh, factions within the Islamic community and that through that appeal, he could have peace. And that's what governed all of his negotiations with Iran, the release of an incredible amount of money to them. And all of these things have led us to where we are now, where they're developing ballistic missiles. They're developing nuclear weapons. And if we don't take them seriously in what they're saying, we're all going to pay a price. Appreciate that report and breaking that down there. And that's going to leave us with time here for one last thing. Yeah, so 2 Thessalonians 3.13, just a great reminder. It says, and as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Mm. And I think it's so easy to want to tire of doing what is good when you're yeah. frustrated and angry <laughs> in the middle of all the debates, right? And so I, I think looking at what the players did, they did what was good. They spoke out. And I think we've got to do that with that balance of truth and love. Yep, and no matter what, consequences are going to be in front of you and potentially uh, come upon you for doing that good we got to keep going got to keep going forward and trust in christ the whole way so great verse good spot to end it here on this friday junior lord willing and that creek don't rise we shall return tomorrow with more god bless see you then